Wednesday 29 on our 40-day tour through the Gospel of John. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're in John chapter 14, so go ahead and open your Bibles there. This is the chapter of the Bible where Jesus famously says these words. They're in verse 6 of John 14. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But it's what he says next that tends to stir people's pots. He says, no one comes to the Father except through me. Hold that thought. We'll get back to it. Let's put it in context. Jesus is still in the upper room with his disciples. We read about that in John chapter 13. And he's continuing now his, what's commonly called his farewell discourses. Those will go through chapter 17. And then we're going to move to the cross and the empty tomb. Here in verse 1, Jesus says to his disciples, don't let your hearts be troubled. He has to sense that they are. You probably can just see it on their faces because he's just told them uh, about denial and betrayal and, and dying and where I'm going, you can't come. And so his disciples are upset. And he begins then by saying, don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Let's remember in John's gospel, believe is key word because it's the thing that connects us in a relationship to Jesus Christ, which is so life-giving. So he's saying, when your hearts are troubled, make sure that your faith is strong. Make sure that you're believing. Make sure that you're staying connected to me. Next verse, verse 2. This is one of the most hotly debated verses amongst Bible scholars. There is more than enough room in my father's house, and if this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? What does Jesus mean exactly by his father's house? And, and what, what does he mean by place? And what does he mean by rooms? And this is where the English language kind of lets us down. We have to peel back and get back into the original text that John's gospel's written in, this biblical Greek, where it becomes clear that the word is mone, and that means mansions, which is, you know, at first it sounds like really great news. It is great news. It's not going to turn bad. But what Jesus is saying is there is a place for you, and it's more than you could ever imagine. It's going to have more than enough room for you. The word for house is oikos, and I remember this because when I was a seminary student and I learned this biblical Greek word, I realized it was the root word for another biblical Greek word, oikodespotes, which means householder. Since that's my last name, I'm not going to forget that one. So oikos isn't just a yogurt, it's a, it's, it's a Greek word in the Bible for house or home, but it's more than that. It also means more than just the physical abode, the physical space. The, the, the walls and the floors and the ceiling and, and the rooms. It's about relationships. It's, it's the family that lives there. It's not just the house itself. It's the people who live in the house. That's what Jesus is getting at here. I'm sure of it. In my father's, mansion, in, in my father's house, there are many mansions. And there is plenty of room. There's plenty of space. There's family for you there. Folks, that's what's going to make heaven so great. That's what makes new life on this earth so great, that we are connected to our creator in heaven through his son, Jesus Christ, through this belief that makes us Christians, that we are in Christ. We are connected and in communion with one another as sisters and brothers in Christ, the family of God. When our kids were a lot younger, Sally and I, on one of our many trips to visit the grandparents in Chicago, where we both grew up, we decided it would be good for them to learn more about their heritage. So we took a tour of some of the homes where their grandparents grew up, all within the same basic region on the north side of the city of Chicago. We looked at some of the places their grand, great-grandparents grew up, aunts and uncles, places where they worked. And one of the last stops on the tour, this heritage tour for our kids that day, was to uh, 
to swing by the house where I grew up, across the street from the church. It was the church parsonage, and I knew that the church where my dad used to be the pastor was now in between pastors, and so the house was empty. So I thought this would be the perfect time to go inside, to, to give our kids a tour so they can see this big house where their dad grew up, how awesome it is. <laughs> Man, was I disappointed. I lead my wife and our kids in. I say, here it is. And I looked around. I thought, this can't be the place. The living room was much bigger than this room. And we walked around. The kitchen was way bigger than this kitchen. And we go upstairs. The bed, my bedroom was way bigger than this. It's not the way I remembered it. I hadn't been back there for more than a decade. But it wasn't just that. Something was missing. My wife, Sally, who can read me like a book, sensed that. I think like Jesus with the disciples in verse 1. She said, don't let your heart be troubled, Mike. It, you know, the, the house wasn't full. It, it, no furniture in it. So that's why it was weird. And the rooms just echoed. I said, yeah, that, that must be it. She goes, but it's even more than that. And she was so right. She said, your mom and dad aren't there. Your brothers aren't there. Your family dog isn't there. Yeah, that's what the Greek word is getting at here in verse 2. In my father's house, in God's kingdom, there is this promise, this blessed assurance for everybody who believes, who belongs to Jesus Christ, that there will be a home. There will be a mansion, but more important than the square feet, how much space you have, how glorious it is. People get hung up over, you know, the, the book of Revelation saying that, the heaven will be a place where the streets are paved with gold and, and, and we, we get into fights over what the light sources will be and, and, and how it'll all line up geographically and how much square footage maybe everybody will have and, and how much space. That's not the point. That's not the point here in John 14 when Jesus says there are many mansions. The point isn't the abode, the space, how much square footage we're each going to get. The point is who's going to be there. The God who made you is going to be there. And you're going to be in relationship with that God. Jesus Christ is going to be there. And you're going to continue to belong to him. The one who is the way, the truth, and who leads us to this eternal life. More than that, sisters and brothers in Christ are going to be there. The family of God. And everybody who you invite to believe and to belong to this Jesus who is the way for us to get into this place. That's where Jesus is going here. Thomas, who's always pushing back a little bit on Jesus, says, we don't know where you're going, Jesus. How can we know the way? Jesus told, tells them right there in verse 6, well, I'm the way. And that's the truth, and it leads to this life. And then he says the controversial thing that he says, no one can come to the Father except through me. This is where a lot of people from the outside of Christianity looking in say, all right, that's it, I'm out. That's why I won't be a Christian, because it's so exclusive, because it's so uh, narrow, because there isn't enough room, because we all know that all religions lead to the same place, the, the wisdom of the world says. We, we all know there are different pathways we, to, to, to get to God, that, that Jesus and Christianity can't be the only way. When I was in high school, some friends and I took a backpacking trip out to Colorado. It was so fun. We... Um, we went through a Bible camp, and there was a really experienced uh, tour guide who, who led us on this trip. And one night, as we were um, sitting around the campfire, he says, you know, tomorrow, if you want to, and I think you guys might be up to it, there's a little pathway over there. Uh, not too many people take it because it's mostly like a full day's trip. And it's, it's, um, 
it, it's not an it's not an easy path, but it's the only way you can get there. And we said, well, what's there? He said, the most glorious thing in all of God's creation. There's this huge lake that, that's up way above the, the tree line, a, a high elevation, surrounded by hillsides with waterfalls coming down into it. And it's pristine and it's glorious. You can't take a bus tour up there. There's no resort up there. There's no buildings. There, there's only this one pathway. He said, it's the only way. Turns out he was absolutely right. We obviously took him up on the obvious. Absolutely show us the way. It was the truth, and it led us to a vision of life that we wouldn't find anywhere else. We saw it, and it was everything that he said and more. The most beautiful thing I've ever seen in all of God's creation. I would have never seen it if we didn't take that one pathway, the only way. You can't land a helicopter up there. There's no place to land it. You can't take a boat. You can't take a bus. There's no other way to get there except this one pathway from this base camp, the tour guide said, and he would know. That's what Jesus is saying. It's actually a very loving thing to say. He's saying in the kingdom of God, hate can't get in. There's no way it can get in. Prejudice can't get in. Death can't get in. Suffering can't get in. Pride and greed and gossip can't get in. It's a place of love and grace and mercy. It's the place that we're supposed to live in and be a part of, that, that God established for his creation from, from the very beginning, a Garden of Eden. And so this is this gift that God gives to us. It's not audacious. It's not exclusive. Remember, this is the same Jesus who cried at his friend's funeral. This is the same Jesus who, who uh, said, I'm the good shepherd who will lay down my life for the sheep. This is the same Jesus who takes a knee in the chapter before, the king of all kings who bows down to serve his subjects and wash their dirty feet. It's the way of love. And it's the only way we can get into God's kingdom where we absolutely belong because God made you for it. Put your faith and your belief in Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the one who gives us new and everlasting life. What good news that is. The most loving thing that he could have said. If he is the only pathway, he's got to tell us. And if he is the only pathway, we got to tell the world. Get to it, and we'll see you tomorrow. Please like, review, and share on whatever platform you're using that helps us get the word out. And join us for weekend worship. You can go to lutheranchurchofhope.org to find out how. We'll see you there. Bye.